Hello, and welcome to The Leader Lab, the podcast powered by Life Labs Learning. I'm your host and Life Labs leadership trainer, Vanessa Tunisian. In each episode, my lab mates and I distill our findings into powerful tipping point skills, the smallest changes that tip over to make the biggest impact in the shortest time. Hello, Leader Lab listeners. If you are here today, it's because you are interested in super leaders and what super leaders do differently, specifically decreasing anxiety and creating psychological safety for themselves and for those who are around them. Basically, you definitely want to be one. And in order to help me usher in another super leader trait, we have Roble Curse back in the lab. Roble is our head of research, as well as a particularly interesting individual because I just found out that he was the lead singer of a boy band called Too Fresh. Welcome back to the lab, Roble. <laughs> Hey, thanks, Vanessa. And I just want to say I couldn't have made it without my backup singers. So shout out to those guys. <laughs> I love how you're not even going to name drop them. They're just the backup dudes. Okay, hey, we, we got limited time. Limited time. <laughs> so Roble, we are talking super leaders, those folks that are super motivating, super influential, and honestly make work a better place to be. So I'm curious, what are we really diving into today? Well, today we're diving into how to respond in conversation with folks. And I'm going to put that in contrast with defensiveness. And we all know what defensiveness sounds like, looks like, even sometimes smells like. It's Mm -hmm. really what we're trying to avoid in most of our conversations. Instead of being defensive, we want to respond. Gotcha. So before we get into this responsive conversation, can you walk me through your thinking around defensiveness and how it can get in the way of folks being super leaders? Sure, sure. Uh, Well, first, let me just start with a quick definition. Defensiveness is that attempt to resist an attack, right? And we can do that in a couple of different ways. We can kind of withdraw. Uh, (laughs) You've also got where you're going to defend your position. And then occasionally we'll, we'll go on the attack. The problem with defensiveness is often we don't even realize we're doing it. It very likely will trigger the exact same thing in our communication partner. Mm. So they start getting defensive. And that's how we end up going to battle rather than accomplishing a solution together. Can you give a couple of examples of what a defensive response might sound like? What do you mean, Vanessa? I feel like I've been pretty clear today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, point taken. So defensiveness is this need to deflect, attack, or, or, you know, give excuses, right, for what we have chosen to do in the past. We get this emotional response that is very attuned to the physical response we would have if someone was coming to physically attack us. It's, in short, a fear response. So this reminds me of that conversation we just had on super learning in our wrap up where the ego just gets in the way. So right now, let's zoom back into being able to respond. How does that help us deal with this ego issue? Well, there's a couple different ways to deal with ego or this defensiveness. Joshua Hart lays out a really good literature review on a couple different strategies you can use. They're very tricky to develop. It's about attachment styles, which you pick up when you're quite young, self-esteem, which can take a bit to boost as well, and our worldviews. So things like religion, for example, philosophy, meaning in life. Now, I could sit and try to talk to you for 10 minutes about how to build those three things. That's Only 10 minutes? Tricky. Wow, you are yeah. confident. That's that high self-esteem. Now, instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you the behaviors that folks that already have high levels of secure attachment, self-esteem, the behaviors that they use in conversations that makes them distinct to folks that get defensive. So let's move it on and talk about what it looks like to respond in the conversation. 
So R-E-S, respond, stands for three things, recognize, explore, and seek responsibility. So first, we'll start with recognizing. And that has to do with that self-awareness piece. Hey, I have a defensive reaction right now. Uh, So it's starting with how it feels in your body. And where do you feel that? If you start to get that tension or you get triggered in a conversation, yeah, I start to feel a little bit of like a heat in my face. This reminds me of what we were talking about with Masella a few episodes back on affect labeling. So first, recognizing the response. And I remember from that episode that it's actually self-soothing. It calms you almost immediately. Yep, you got it. So you could put a label to it if you'd like, uh, which is something that can help calm you down. But simply just recognizing that you are having that reaction is really what we're seeking for here. And yeah, exactly right. Usually it's heat on the face, heat on the neck, heat on the hands. Uh, Once you recognize it, second step here is explore. Now, explore in more depth the other person's perspective. Right Here, we're trying to understand them. Uh, Putting this into a behavior, it's just asking a question that'll allow us to better understand. Yeah. I think what's super cool about that is that we often talk about empathy, but there are two kinds, right? There's social empathy, which is, okay, uh, I feel how you're feeling, but cognitive empathy is the way that we can actually understand how a person might be thinking, which is the next level up. And it makes us better communicators when we can develop that cognitive empathy. Yeah. Anyone that's worked with me before has heard me say that influence is almost always preceded by the other party feeling understood. That third step is seeking responsibility. Now, this is the tough part. We use defensiveness as a way of distancing ourselves from some past behavior or someone's current perception of us. And in seeking responsibility, instead of stepping back, we're stepping forward and acknowledging what did I do that contributed to this reality? And this is an authentic look at myself. It's actually embracing what the person has to say and makes for a much more productive conversation. Yeah, that idea to, you know, validate that person's experience, but also taking the time to understand one's own contributions to the equation. It takes two to tango. It's a famous statement for a reason, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, let's make it a nice dance. You know, it, it, it doesn't have to be a battle. So Roble, I desperately want to learn how to respond. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> give me an example of a time where you feel you've been defensive in the past. This comes to mind very easily. Uh, I have a colleague who told me that I'm a bad participant, that I don't know Mm. when to sit back and let others lead. So yeah, in the moment, let's go through the RES bond respond process. Now, first is recognizing that you felt some kind of way. What happened in the moment that cued you into, okay, I'm a little triggered right now. I just felt that moment of like tightness in my body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's all we need to recognize the moment, right? You feel tight. We've recognized this is a place where we could be defensive. And instead, we're going to respond. That's recognized. Then we want to explore and explore their perspective, kind of try it on for a moment. So what's a question you could have asked that would have helped you better understand? Uh, could you give me some recent examples where that happened? Yeah, sure. Uh, What's an example of something I did that made me a bad participant, right? That's going to give us better understanding. And then I might ask, what else made you feel that way? Mm. Or what is it about how I did that that made you feel that way? We're really just trying to de-blur and understand his perspective. Then we want to move on to taking responsibility. What do you think he was paying attention to that you could take some responsibility for? What did you do that made him feel that way? 
Yeah, I think what is important is that everybody should have co-ownership of the space and the experience. And I could have possibly been taking up a little bit more space than I needed to. So even saying that now makes me uh, understand that even a (laughs) bit more. Yeah, sure. And now you understand it a bit more and think about how he will feel you've taken responsibility for it. That's going to calm him down. It calms you down in the process. And it makes you somebody that anyone can say anything to. Uh, I don't know that there's such thing as true superpowers, but that's pretty close to it. So super leaders know how to respond. How do you imagine this showing up and where are the most important places for our super leaders to be using this skill? Oh, where can't you use it, Vanessa? Uh, You can use it in (laughs) feedback conversations. You can use it in performance review season and even inside a meeting. Often when we share ideas, we hear questions back or we hear statements back and that triggers defensiveness. You can use it, my guess, in almost every meeting you have and, uh, you know, with your significant others too. I mean, we don't call them life's most useful skills for nothing, right? And that brings us to our Leader Lab listener experiment. So Roble, what should our super leaders be experimenting with in their laboratories of life? Go ask someone for some feedback. When they give you some feedback, R-E-S, respond to what you hear. Start by recognizing how it feels in your body. Explore their perspective so you truly understand and then seek responsibility. Find something you can authentically take responsibility for and then move forward with the rest of the conversation. Fantastic. Well, I'm looking forward to being a little bit more respondy. Let's call it that in my (laughs) super leader life. Thanks, Reble. (laughs) Hey, Godspeed. And that's a wrap of another episode of The Leader Lab. Make sure to subscribe and share this with at least one other person so we can all be super leaders. It's pretty awesome. The Leader Lab is executive produced and hosted by me, Vanessa Tunisian. Niedra James is our senior producer and Alana Berman is our director and editor. If you'd like to hang out with us on social, go ahead and find us on LinkedIn at Life Labs Learning and on Twitter at Life Labs Learn. To bring training to your team, head on over to lifelabslearning.com. See you in the lab soon.